A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Well, it's time for another Retirement Toolbox podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles, financial advisor, president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you throughout the greater Cleveland area in an office in Bradenton, Florida as well. You can find us at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Scott brings more than 20 years of experience in the financial planning world to each and every episode, and we're always glad to have him join us here on the show. Scott, what's going on with you this week? Well, Walter, it's the holiday season. Everybody's in a great mood, except we can't see anybody. Yeah, I can see you from afar. <laughs> Zoom. We're, we're, we're doing our company Christmas party over Zoom this year. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That way uh, you don't uh, spread the corona. That's right. My uh, the, the hospital where my wife works uh, gave them suggestions for how to have holiday parties this year. And they were mm-hmm. like, you can play a rousing game of Zoom bingo. Mm. And I was like, Zoom bingo? Really? I'm having mm. trouble seeing a bunch of doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners and all playing bingo on Zoom <laughs> for their Christmas party, but maybe, I don't know. You know, I, I can, there could be some games that you could, bingo would be one game you could do via Zoom. I mean, yeah. I mean, trying to think of some other stuff, I mean, maybe Hangman or something. Uh, <laughs> there could be like a charades or gestures, couldn't you do that over? Oh yeah, uh, you could. Over Zoom probably. Yeah, we were at a party the other day, and, and we did charades. And I found out that I'm horribly bad at it. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, I saw a YouTube video the other day. They were playing trampoline charades. So you have to jump on the trampoline and try to do the charades quickly in between each jump. It was pretty pretty funny to watch. Very challenging. Wow. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's hard enough to do without jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Well, interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll report back uh, maybe at the, in the beginning of the new year and see how the, uh, the, the Zoom bingo or Zoom games went for those yeah, different yeah, meetings. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, well, very good. We've got a fun show on the way today. We've got a good uh, mailbag question a little bit later on from Riley. We're going to share our movie and TV recommendations with you at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about karaoke with Scott coming up. Tell you a little bit about that as well. All that on the agenda today. But our main topic of conversation today is serious, Scott. We're doing a retirement preparedness quiz, um, a five-question quiz to help people grade their preparedness for retirement. So it should be kind of uh, straightforward and easy to work through. And uh, five key questions that you need to ask yourself, and your answers will help you determine how ready you are for retirement. You ready to play along, Scott? We can kind of do this, do this together along with our listeners today. Let, let's do it. All right. So uh, let's see. The first question to ask yourself, do you know how much you have? Why is that an important question for somebody to ask and get the answer to? Well, you know what? It's the very first question. You kind of got to know where where you're at before you start on your trip, right? If you ever put your GPS coordinates in your phone first thing it does is figures out where you're at to get started. Right. You can't go from point A to point B without knowing where point A is. No, and you would be surprised how many people come in my office. It's not very uncommon that people really don't have an idea 
of what they have. And you know, you're just saving all this time. You're putting money in your 401k. You got this IRA at this bank you kind of forgot about. You got this over here. And when you get it all put together on one page, that's when you can start your journey to, to you know, getting prepared and get the, getting everything straight. So this is step one. True Number one truly is step one, I think. Yeah, that one makes a lot of sense, and uh, you really can't proceed to any of the other questions and answers if you don't really discover the answer to question number one. So if you don't yeah. know the answer to that first essential question, that's the time to start doing some reevaluating of where you stand. Yeah, and I teach uh, I teach retirement courses at a local college, and uh, you know one of the things we talk about is when I'm teaching people how to do their financial planning is that you one of the things we have is our, our worksheets where you can kind of get together everything that you have because you, you have to, that's the starting point. That's a great point. And uh, hopefully you can get back to teaching those classes more frequently when COVID comes to an end. Have you been transitioning to doing more web teachings and that kind of thing or just uh, on hold for now? No, I've been doing the, the web teachings and doing webinars and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. I mean, I think it, when people come in and pay for a class and, and you sit down, your attention span is really, you know, right there focusing on yeah. that. It's the same thing with my daughter going virtual in school. When she's in school, she does much better because that's what she's focused on. When you're doing a webinar, though you're interested in the webinar and you have every intention of, uh, you know, listening and, 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 you know, getting valuable information, there's a lot of other stuff going on at home. It's easy to get distracted, whether the dog has to go out or whatever the case may be. And it's just, uh, it's a totally different environment. It's been a bit of a challenge, but, uh, you know, we're working through it like everybody else, right? Yep, absolutely. So first question on the retirement preparedness quiz, do you know how much you have? Then uh, a next logical evolution of your retirement preparedness is to determine how much you spend. So do you know that amount? But this is a little scary for everybody, Scott, because it brings into, you know, into mind that uh, word budget. Nobody likes that B word. Well, yeah, and it's not really even a budget. You just have to know where it goes. Not that you need to restrict where it's going. You need to know where it goes. And it's easy, right? You get your paycheck and you're paying bills and you're going out to eat and you're doing all this stuff before you know it. You're like, you know, you, you put money in savings and the 401k before you know it. It's like, where'd the money go? And when you get to retirement, though, you can't have a where'd the money go moment. You need to really know how much you need every month. And it doesn't, not that you need to limit how much you need, you just need to know how much you need. And then from that point going forward, that's how you can, you can, you can plan. You need to know how much you have, which was number one. And number two is how much are you going to need? And, and the first step in that is knowing how much you, you need now, because a lot of things may disappear when you retire too. You may be five years out from retirement, you're writing down where you spend your money, you say, oh, well, I'm not going to be driving to work, so my gas will probably be half. I'll have the house paid off by then, so I won't have the mortgage. And then we can kind of get an idea saying, okay, you need $3,000 a month or whatever that number would be. And then that's how you need to know that number in order to do the retirement planning. 
Yeah, it's huge. I think it's something that a lot of people overlook, maybe even more important than the how much you have question. I mean, hard to then know, you know, where you stand if you don't know the second component of that. But, you know, if too much is leaking out the the door, then you're going to be in real big trouble, even if you do know how much you have for retirement. So that's when you've really got to nail down. Right. And when, when I have people come into, I give them a budget worksheet, just a kind of easy way to kind of trigger your mind on things you spend money on. You know, I say, oh, yeah, I forgot about the cable bill I pay every month. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I forgot about the cell phone, which if your cell phones are as, as outrageously priced as mine are, it's very hard to forget about. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I thought we only went out to eat twice a week, but I forgot I go get coffee in the mornings three times a week, and that adds up and little things like that. Right. So that sheet helps trigger those things for people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be eye-opening when you see how much money you spend on a particular category. We, we all probably have that category, whether it's food or dining out for somebody or clothing spend or, boy, don't, don't even look at those Amazon receipts and, and deliveries of just the miscellaneous things that we buy maybe each month. And you just, it piles up. And so it can be a good eye-opener to do that. Again, it's not something you have to then necessarily say we're sticking to this and living and dying by a budget, but let's mm-hmm. at least become aware and cognizant of some of the things we're spending money on. I think that's yes. a wise way to put it, Scott. Absolutely. A third question to ask yourself on the retirement preparedness quiz. If you know the answers to one and two, you're off to a good start. Do you know how much risk you have? How do you help people figure that one out? Well, you know what? It's interesting because when we do this, most people realize they're taking much more risk than they actually thought they were. And part of the reason for that is you're working throughout your, your your lifetime and you're getting your paychecks and you're putting money in your 401k plan and you're just saving and saving. 401k plans are designed for that accumulation phase of your retirement. So a lot of people and a lot of the investments in there are geared more towards growth. So you may go in there, you just pick a few of them, some stock funds and stuff like that, and you continue to, to you know, just throw money in there. And when you're preparing for your retirement, you look at that, it's grown, it's done well, but there's probably more risk in there than you realize. And when you get maybe three, four, five years out from retirement, last thing you need is a market meltdown happening, dropping your half million dollar 401k down to 350. So risk is super important to know how much you have. And what we do when, when clients come into our office is we walk through this very sophisticated risk assessment where we're, we're looking at you know, where, how much downside in your portfolio do you feel comfortable with before you're looking for the next tallest building to jump off of? Uh, and then once we kind of determine that, then we can, we can kind of see where your risk tolerance is. And then from that point, we take that portfolio and plug it into your financial plan and say, okay, if you take this risk level, is it going to be able to help you meet your goals? And then we, so we kind of work backwards. So the risk uh, it's something most people don't know when they when they come into the office, but when they leave, they definitely do know because it's important because, like I said, you don't need that market meltdown right before your retirement. Well, that's a great point, Scott. And so many people uh, really are out of whack with what they perceive to be the risk in their portfolio and then what is truly reality. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's one you do not want to have out of whack, but so often is. Uh, On to question number four, four out of five here on our retirement preparedness quiz. Do you know what you're paying in fees? Why is it so important to be keeping an eye on something like that? Well, fees can very easily drain any returns that you're getting. 
And you could actually be underperforming because a lot of the fees that are in the portfolio, most people don't even pay attention or even really understand where those fees are going from. And I always would say, you know, all the the no-load mutual funds and Fidelity and Vanguard, they make an awful lot of money, don't they? You know, where do they get the money from? So there's other fees associated in there that you don't realize. This plus is maybe if you're working with a financial advisor, they may be charging a fee, maybe commissions if they're not a fiduciary. So fees are, are super important, and you need to work with somebody that's transparent with their fees like we are. We tell you exactly what it is. There's no nickel and diming you, and everything's very transparent because fees very easily could, if they start getting too high, start you know, really being a drag on your portfolio growth. Well, that's a great point, Scott. And uh, a lot of people, I, I would imagine you've had it happen a couple times where people come in and they say, well, I'm not, I don't pay anything in fees. They don't even realize that there's money, you know, that there's water leaking out of the boat, that there's, that there's money kind of going out the door. Yeah, you're right all the time. And especially because people that have mutual funds, mutual funds are notoriously good at hiding fees. You know, there's different fees associated with, with mutual funds that you don't even realize are there. Yeah, it's a great point. All right, last but not least, Scott, question number five on our retirement preparedness quiz. If you've been able to provide answers for questions one through four, that's probably a good sign. You're getting close to being ready to retire. Last one, do you know what your retirement income streams are going to look like? Well, obviously, this is an important one because once you get to retirement, you need money. You got to know where the money's coming from. Uh, one of the big things there is Social Security. Unless you, you're, you've worked for uh, you know, a government or you know, police and fire, jobs like that where you didn't pay into Social Security while you're working, the majority of people out there are going to have Social Security when they retire. And you need to know what that number is. And the number is going to be different depending on when you take your Social Security. If you take it at age 62, it's going to be a lesser amount. If you take it at 66, it's going to be what they call your, well, anywhere between age 55 to 67 is your full retirement age, depending on how old you are. But if you take it at your full retirement age, you know, that, that will be more than the 62. And the most you can get is if you wait to age 70, they're going to continue to grow your Social Security at 8% a year over that full retirement age. Uh, and that's 8% simple interest, by the way. But they're going to grow that to age 70. So you need to kind of know what that number is because that's going to be a good portion of that money that not only you but your spouse is going to receive in retirement. And another big thing is pensions. Though most people don't have pensions anymore, certainly you know there are some jobs maybe you you were working for the same company for 30 years and they got rid of the pension 10 years ago, but you still have that pension from your years of service previously. You need to you know, know what that dollar amount's going to be and you need to know what your options are with it too because if you're married and you take the joint and survivorship pension option, they're going to reduce the amount you're going to receive. But when you pass away, your spouse is going to continue to receive the same or maybe even less, depending on the option you pick, income from there. So those are all important numbers that you need to throw into the planning puzzle because those are going to be, you know, what I kind of, there's three legs on a stool, if you picture this. The first one is going to be Social Security. The second one is going to be your personal savings. And the third one is going to be that pension or other income sources you have. So 
if, if you look at those, those three legs, you get those first two legs established, then you figure out how much you need to take from that third leg to fill the gap. I think having that imagery of the three-legged stool is very helpful because uh, we've all stood on a ladder or a stool or a chair of some sort and felt that instability down below us or one that has a bit of a shaky leg or that kind yeah. of, you know, that, that's a very physical feeling to be kind of in danger up and leaning and not trusting that foundation that's below you. And uh, financially, it really results in the same feeling when one of those three legs isn't working for you, isn't providing you that stability and that surety. That can be, mm -hmm. uh, that can be very disconcerting. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, no one likes to sit on a shaky chair. That's right. <laughs> yes. I've, I've been in some chairs that have, uh, ha that have broken, um, poorly built chairs. We're going to blame, blame it on the construction uh, before. And I've had people who have come in here that their chair is broken too. And the, the good thing is here at the Retirement Toolbox, we have the tools to fix your chair. Oh, man, look at that. What a transition. How do you like that? That was beautiful. Boy. Yeah. See, I'm getting good at this. You are. You are getting good. It only took 100 episodes, and you finally got <laughs> I know. No, I'm just but, messing with you. But no, that's good. But what, what does that look like, though, Scott? For somebody who's maybe new to the show, what does it really look like when you say, I mean, it's, it's great to hear the metaphor, you've got the tools to fix it, but what, what's that really look like? Well, you know what? What we do is we walk everybody through a full holistic comprehensive plan, Walter, and we call it our worry-free retirement blueprint, where we're going to take a look at taxes. We're going to take a look at estate planning. We're going to take a look at retirement income. We're going to take a look at your investments. We're going to take a look at risk management. We're going to wrap it all together into one big comprehensive plan for you because all those different pieces and parts work together. One part, we're, we're talking about the chair. Well, that's just the retirement income part of the chair. We're going to look at the rest of the house. We're going to make sure the foundation is built on that house and the house is going to stand up so that when you put that chair, that one piece of the overall puzzle, one piece of the blueprint, and you're going to stick that in the house, you know that the other parts of the house aren't going to fall down either. And that really is just as important. And it kind of reminds me of through this whole COVID thing, uh, obviously, you know, it's been difficult for us to communicate with a lot of people and especially new people that are interested in what we do. And we have the, the tax-free retirement toolkit, which we mention all the time in our, our podcast, but we also have something else we just rolled out and that's Skybox University. And what Skybox University is, is a bunch of online courses. Well, not a bunch. We, we've got about ready to roll the second one out. We have one right now that's called Know Your Number. And what it is, it's an online course, videos you can watch, and a bunch of downloads. It includes like that budget worksheet. It includes the different things for you to prepare and know what your retirement number is. So it's a perfect resource for people that are getting ready to get prepared. We charge $275, I think, for it. But you know, as a listener to the show, you just shoot me an email, go on the website and, and ask a question to say that you'd like to have access to the kit. And we'll send you over a, a coupon code for, so you don't have to pay for it to be able to, to get that, really that Know Your Number Retirement Readiness course available for you. Again, if you want to get in touch with Scott, very easy to do so. You can do, as we call these days, the old-fashioned way by picking up the phone and calling 888-742-0111, 888-742-0111. You can download the uh, Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit, get in touch via the website, all at Skybox Financial Group, or go to talktoscott.com and schedule a time to meet with Scott right now from your smartphone or computer. Talktoscott.com, the place to go there. And you can get your own worry-free retirement blueprint 
which is going to fix any of those problems that you've got in your financial plan, answer all these questions that we talked about today, and more. And we're going to put the contact information so it's easy for you to find in the description or the show notes section of today's show. So just check that out, and you can get in touch with Scott very easily that way. I forgot about the phone. That's all right. Yeah, uh, most people do forget that we that the phone still we're actually dial people these and, days. and setting appointments <laughs> online. I'm like, oh yeah, you could call me too. Yeah, well, what's a phone call? <laughs> is it, is it, why is this person calling me? What's wrong with them? Someone, someone, someone's died. <laughs> and and I love calls. the I love the phone the best because I, I I can't write very well, so I email long emails are painful. You but you know, I'll talk to you for fifteen minutes about your issues. Not a problem at all. There are definitely things that happen much easier over the phone than uh, email. There's times where I start writing an email. I'm like, oh, my God, this will be so much easier if I just call this person, and it'll take five seconds instead of 15 more emails flying back and forth. So I feel like more people need to do that quick math in their head of what makes more sense to, to tackle. But It's just like text messages. People right. will send me a huge text message, and I was like, why, why don't you just call me? You could, yeah, yeah, you could call. That would be easy. Yeah. yeah. Certain, certain things that are going to trigger lots of back and forth might be better handled over the phone. This coming from the guy who does send books. I mean, literally written novels, chapters of novels as uh, the length of my emails often. But, uh, <laughs> you know, bre- brevity is not my strong suit, I, and I know that. Uh, more coming up on today's show. In fact, it's time to get to know Scott a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. All right, Scott, fun question for you on our getting to know you segment this week. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song even if you actually have never or would never sing karaoke but in a hypothetical situation even what would be your go-to karaoke song oh no i've done karaoke okay. it's painful for everybody say, there you seem like a karaoke kind of guy oh no it, it, i have no singing ability at all and it's very painful <laughs> for everybody but and i think we've mentioned something similar to this before but my go-to karaoke song is one of the only songs that i know all the words to and I've done it so many times. I've taught my kids the lyrics of the car uh, in car rides, you know, just for something to do. And it's a Beastie Boys song. And it's <laughs> it's Paul Revere. Oh, Paul Revere, yeah. Yes. And you know, here's a little story I got to tell. So, you know, that's uh it's kind of a little rhymey thing and it's kind of catchy and uh yeah, that's my go-to karaoke song, though it's it's quite ugly. Yeah, I do it anyway, and I enjoy it. The important part of karaoke, though, is getting the words right, right? Like yes. that's, or at least that's two, there's two different ways to approach karaoke. One, you just lean into it and lean into the performance of it. The other is you can say, all right, well, I don't have a good voice, but I'm going to nail the lyrics to the song. So you right, kind of go the two directions. And the, timing. the timing of the lyrics, too, right? You can right. know the words, but if you don't time it right... You know, then I've become a train wreck too. But yeah, yeah, not that I'm a karaoke expert. I do this very annoying thing with my wife where I like to sing songs in in broadcaster mode, in sports broadcaster mode. So <laughs> it's it, it 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 doesn't last very long these days because she she picks up on it you know pretty much immediately and shuts it down. But uh, <laughs> I like singing lyrics out as if they were like a sports broadcaster calling a play by play of something. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. You know, most people probably think that we are in the same room doing our podcast together right now, but I've actually never in person met Walter, and I'm wondering what and now he the doesn't normal, want to. <laughs> I don't. I'm wondering what the normal Walter voice is. 
No. Uh, it's about like this, yeah. I, I, okay. I, may, I may stick my chest out a little bit more when we do the, uh, you know, <laughs> I can I can bring it down a few registers, a little bit more serious like this, perhaps. But yeah. uh, no, it's, it's just a constant walking around of broadcaster voice all day. Uh, <laughs> I would say my go-to, and now I'm the same way. I really wish the broadcaster voice translated to singing, but it does not. Uh, I am an awful, awful singer. Uh, but if I had to pick a song, it would be uh, Feeling Good. Uh, I guess, I don't know who originally sang that, but Michael Buble has a good version of, you know, Birds Flying High. Walter, I'm not quite sure. Can you just sing me you, a little bit of you it? You know so? how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Sun in the sky. Okay, that's that's it. We'll cut it off there. Wow. No, that is a little Michael Buble-like. <laughs> Oh, man. If I had to hit any high notes, we'd be in real big trouble, though, that's for sure. Well, there you go. <laughs> Getting to know Scott and I a little bit better on today's show. Let's get to know you. Time to answer one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So our question asker this week is Riley. And a tough question from Riley today, Scott. Uh, Riley says, my dad uh, passed away just a couple of weeks ago. What should I be doing to make sure that mom is okay financially? Oh, well, Riley, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, unfortunately, I have a lot of people throughout the years that come in with this exact same question. So it's quite common. And I think the reality is, is kind of pulling back to some of the things we talked about earlier in this podcast is that, first of all, you need to gather up. Where, where's your mother's income coming from? How much assets does she have? All those types of foundational things first. You know, maybe your father had a pension. What kind of pension option was there? Social Security, your mom can now claim half of his Social Security if it's higher than hers. So there's a lot of, of different variables in there. Then you need to first gather up that information. And sometimes a lot of parents aren't that organized. Maybe they don't. Maybe your dad handled the finances and your mom didn't. So there could be a struggle there, and, and you have to kind of work through that. But then once you kind of get all that information, you really need to meet with somebody to say, okay, now this is my mother's situation now. Going forward, how do I make sure that she's going to be able to be comfortable for the rest of her life? And, and make sure she's not going to outlive her money because that's probably a huge worry your mom may have too. Whether she's communicated it to you or not, obviously, you know, the loss of, of her husband just a few weeks ago, you know, that's first and foremost on her mind. But secondly, she's worried what's going to happen to her. So I think really getting help in situations like this from a fiduciary that's on your side of the table with you is step number one. But, you know, you need to make sure that her income is going to be consistent for her. Her investments are set up in a strong, you know, secure way so that it's going to be able to provide any extra income that she's going to need for herself and, and that you prepare for emergencies, you know, roof blow off the uh, house money, as I, as I say. So there's a lot of pieces and parts. And I think when, when somebody loses a spouse, I think you, you really need to, to pull somebody in, and unless your mom's really got a handle on this stuff and she knows where everything's coming from, she knows how her investments are and all that stuff, then you know she may already have a lot of those tools. But figuring you're asking me this question, it makes me think that maybe your mom is a little unsure. That's a great point. Uh, sometimes when you're in a situation like this, depending on how the emotions are, especially for your mom, what she's going through right now, 
sometimes the best answer too is to just sit back and and not make too you know a dire decision or a big decision right off the bat without letting those emotions settle a little bit, right? Scott, have you ever had to coach people to just take a breath first before they try and pull a bunch of different levers? You know, Walter, that's actually a great point you bring up, and I should have mentioned that earlier. Usually when I have somebody call me saying that, usually the children will call me, sometimes the, the spouse will call me, but to let me know somebody's passed away, I tell them, hey, you know, you worry about what you need to worry about right now. There's no hurry doing any of this stuff, okay? Once, you know, you're comfortable and you feel that you're in a good place, we can sit down and we can go over the plans going forward. So you're right. There's a lot of people will make hasty decisions. And when you do make decisions from an emotional spot, like we've said a lot of times on this podcast, sometimes you always don't make the best decisions. That's a great point. So everybody can move at different speeds, of course, but something to keep in mind. Don't let anybody force you into making you know immediate decisions about some of these big life things. Take your time, take a deep breath, and uh, you know make those choices wisely. Thank you for the question, and uh, certainly uh, best wishes to you and yours, Riley. And if you want to talk to Scott a little bit more about the situation that you're you're going through, if your mom wants to reach out, or if anybody similar uh, to today's show has questions about that. Maybe you haven't lost a loved one, but you're worried about what will happen when that time comes and you want to address things on the front end to make sure everybody's on the same page and okay. Uh, That's all part of the planning process that Scott does for folks. So if you want to reach out, feel free to do so. 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. And you can also go to talktoscott.com to get in touch that way and uh, check the show notes for contact information here on today's show. All right, Scott, uh, getting ready to wrap up this week's program. And as we always do, we'll talk a little movies and TV. Just sitting at home with nothing to do. It's time for the Shelter in Place movie TV review. All right, Scott, what's been on the tube for you recently? Well, you know what? We have not really had a lot of things on the tube lately. Uh, We've been super busy, haven't really watched a lot of of TV lately, so I don't know if I have anything new that I've watched, but one thing we have been watching, I'm trying to remember the name of it, it's on Netflix, it's a reboot of the series uh, Unsolved Mysteries, that's what it is. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So so they've had the the reboot of these, and they make some new ones with newer 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 tastes, etc. Right, and it's interesting because a lot of the times... You know, we're driving, my wife and I, going to girls' lacrosse games, or, or and we always put podcasts on. And a lot of the times, the podcasts we listen to, when we're not listening to Retirement Toolbox podcast, which is always first on the playlist, right? is, is we listen to uh, that True Crime Garage podcast. It's True out of Columbus. Crime Garage, you said? Yeah, it's out of Columbus, and uh, it's two guys, and they talk about all these unsolved murders and cases and and it's fascinating and then we've actually seen a couple of these unsolved mysteries that were also about cases that they've talked about on that podcast so you know my wife more than me is really into that stuff she's like a forensic files junkie you know she loves that that stuff i always joke with her i said if you ever want to get rid of me you've learned like every way to do it and not get caught <laughs> All so, the all the all the secrets, huh? 
Right, but we've been we've been uh, that's what we've been watching. And uh, if you like that type of stuff, they have some new ones out now on Netflix. That's pretty cool. Uh, we got into the right stuff, which I guess was a movie back in the day, and uh, maybe yeah. even also a TV show for a little while back in the day. So it's a reboot of all that. But Disney's doing it this time, and I'd never seen the original, so it's all all newer to me. But uh, exploring the story of the first man in space, so the uh-huh. Al, Sh- Al Shepard versus um, versus John Glenn and that rivalry of you know jockeying to be the first man in space or the first U.S. member in space. So we've been making our way through that uh, that Disney series that's just come out over the last couple of months. So uh, have really been enjoying the show. I thought it's been pretty good. So is it more like a documentary? No, kind it's of it's like a it's like a you know a drama. Um, okay, act- action right. and drama. So it's act, actors and actresses, you know, playing the different roles. So it follows the the Mercury Seven astronauts as they go from being test pilots to being brought into being the astronauts under the program, and follows the people that are kind of leading the early days of NASA, leading the charge, and okay. all the problems and issues that they're facing. But it focuses a lot too on the background of them. So it's not just about the science and the and the the space race part, but it focuses on the lives of the of the individual astronauts and you know, what was going on behind the scenes and their marriages and all those kinds of things. That's really neat. Yeah. I like so that stuff. I definitely recommend that one. I think they've uh, maybe ep- eight episodes or so have come out so far, something like that, okay. seven seven or eight. So they're, it's, they're doing the thing where they release it once a week, kind of like uh, Mandalorian and some of the other shows where they're not dumping all of them at one time. So is that that's on Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yeah. The, gotcha. right, the right stuff. Definitely worth a watch. Very, very easy to uh, to absorb, but still kind of exciting and you know, relatively family friendly and that kind of thing. Okay. So, All right. I, I'm going to check it out. Highly recommend it. It was good, good TV. So I could definitely recommend that one over our previous recommendation slash just review of Siesta Key reality TV <laughs> MTV shows. So. Some, of, some, of the, some of the best scenery in a, in a TV show. That's right. That's right. Oh, I, I dug my own hole on that one last week, didn't I? Too funny. <laughs> Well, there you have it, our movie and uh, TV show recommendations, The Right Stuff and Unsolved Mysteries. Go check those out on uh, Disney Plus and Netflix, respectively, if you have any interest. Uh, as always, let us know if you have any TV or movie recommendations. We'd love to hear them. Go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com to uh, submit those. Scott, thanks for the help, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. And uh, I guess our next episode will be 2021, so that'll be kind of exciting. Well, after the year 2020, I'm looking forward to 2021. We'll, that's we'll for see sure. if 2021 can be at least different than 2020 was. We're going to start it off with a great podcast. That's all I can tell you. Bring us something new. That's what we're looking for. Enjoy the holidays. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on the show today. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Tribe. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.